Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Caffeine Overdose. I'm your host, Dash Revolver. Speaking of caffeine, me. I go ahead and pop open a cold one. This is the Caffeine Overdose, after all. It is Friday, November 29th. 12.43 in the morning, the day after Thanksgiving. I hope all of you had a good Thanksgiving. I know I did. Didn't eat too much. Ate some turkey, ate some ham. Ate some mashed potatoes, ate some stuffing, dressing, whatever you want to call it. I didn't eat a whole lot, you know. A lot of people nowadays, they eat Thanksgiving dinner and take it into excess. That's the American way, though eat as much as you can. Me, I'm more about flavor, seasonings, good food, than eating a bunch of garbage. A lot of my family likes to go to those uh, shitty buffets where the food's been out all day with flies flying around, people fucking sneezing all over it. Yeah, I hate it. I always get sick every time I go to a buffet. But that's the American mindset when it comes to food nowadays. Eat in excess. Eat till you're stuffed. Eat till you're in the uh, food coma. I believe on the boondocks they called it the itis, where you just like uh, pass out after you eat a lot. But that's my tangent that I'm going on. How are you all? Good, I hope. So this past week it was a Survivor Series weekend for the WWE. And uh, I'm going to go over that card because, as you know, I'm a huge fan of professional wrestling. But the day before Survivor Series on Saturday, there was the NXT card that I previewed last time. And uh, let's just go over that card. So on the pre-show, we had Angel Garza versus Isaiah Swerve Scott, which I did live commentary over. That was a very good match. If I do say so myself, one second, let me. I'm trying to do all this on my computer by myself, so. Like I said, Angel Garza, Isaiah Swerve Scott. That was the first match that I went over. Good match. Quick paced. Let's see, the first match of the night was. The women's war games match was Team Ripley with Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Dakota Kai subbing for the injured Mia Yim against Team Baszler. Baszler? Baszler? Shanna Baszler? Bianca Belair? Io Shirai? And Kaylee Ray, NXT Women's UK Champion. This is a really good match. Um, so, so if you don't know what a war games match is, that's where you got two rings side by side. You got a big cage that goes around. And then back in the late 80s and early 90s, the cage used to have a roof on it. But nowadays in NXT, you got a bunch of high flyers and shit. They want to do all their flippy shit off the top of their cage. They're, they want to do some crazy suplexes and shit off the top of the cage, so they took the roof off. So yeah, basically it's uh, two rings side by side, giant cage around. You got two teams beating the fuck out of each other. So, uh, for Team Ripley, it started with uh, Candice LeRae. Team Bazer started with uh, Io Shirai. 
who is one of the best professional wrestlers in the world. Candice LeRae, who's a great babyface. They did a lot of fast-paced action. At one point, uh, Candice LeRae was between the two rings, draped against the ropes. Yoshi Rai did a 619 in one ring, and then a 619 in the other ring. It was awesome. She was uh, getting the heat on uh, Candice LeRae. Eventually, Candice started making a comeback. So then the next person to come in was Bianca Belair. She did a lot of power moves on Candice. She... Uh, Tossed around, Candice is very small. Bianca is a little bit bigger. She's very strong, very athletic. And then at one point, she had a Candice in like a camel clutch. And Io Shirai did about five or six running back and forth against the ropes before she hit her with an awesome double drop kick. So, uh, yeah, they got the heat on Candice for a little while before... Uh, Rhea Ripley came in, and right before Rhea Ripley came in, uh, Candice started making a little bit of a comeback. So yeah, Rhea Ripley comes in, she starts pulling out kendo sticks and trash cans from underneath the ring. At one point, she like tosses a trash can and hits Bianca Belair. She uh, she comes in, she's beating up Bianca, she's beating up Io. Candice is making a comeback. So so they're all brawling, running wild, then uh. Next, it's uh, Kaylee Ray, NXT UK Women's Champion. So uh, she comes in. She starts bringing weapons out. The crowd's chanting, we want tables, we want tables. So she goes to pull the table out. She looks at the crowd says, fuck you. Puts the table back in because she's a heel. Great heel. So yeah, she brings a couple more kendo sticks, a couple more chairs in. All that good stuff. They're beating up. Three hills are beating up uh, Candice Ray and Rhea Ripley. It's all good. So the next girl to come in is uh, Dakota Kai from Team Ripley. She gets out of her cage. She starts making her way. She turns around. She looks at her best friend, Tegan Knox, And she just beats the fuck out of her. Tegan Knox was out uh, not too long ago. Actually, last year she messed up her knee real bad. And the year before she messed up her other knee. So she has two giant knee braces on. So Dakota starts going after the knee. She's slamming her knee in a... So before all the women come into the big cage, they're both in individual short cages to keep them apart, keep the thing all fair. So Dakota is attacking uh, Tegan, and she's slamming her knee in the cage. She rips off her knee brace. She's slamming her knee in the cage. She's slamming her head in the cage. She's beating the fuck out of her. It's awesome. She's justifiably pissed off because she uh, tried to be on Team Ripley. But they denied her, and that's when Mia Yim joined. Excuse me, let me take another drink. Yeah, so they denied her, and that's when Mia, J- Mia Yim joined their team. And so Dakota Kai is rightfully pissed off. Tegan Knox is her best friend. She felt she was betrayed by her best friend because she didn't stand up for her. And this whole time, she's beating the shit out of Tegan Knox. Shayna Baszler's in the other cage laughing her ass off. Like, ha, ha, ha. So then uh, Dakota Kai walks off. There's referees all out there trying to get her off. William Regal's trying to get her off. She shows Regal, which is good because she's like maybe 120 pounds. And Regal's a, she's like maybe 5'6", five, 5'7", five, 120 pounds. William Regal's like 6'3", 240, 230. He's a little bit older, but he's still a big guy. But she shoves him quite a bit, so 
That was a little bit of a funny visual. So then uh, next it's Shayna Bazer. And so uh, it's basically Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae against Shayna Bazer, Kaylee Ray, Io Shirai, and uh, Bianca Belair. So the odds are stacked up against these two women. So uh, they're getting beat up a little bit. They start making a little bit of a comeback. At one point, Candice LeRae hits a reverse Hurricane Rana to Kaylee Ray, I believe. Or was it Bianca Belair? It was one of the two. And so after that happened, uh, well, before that happened, uh, Io Shirai was climbing the cage and Candice LeRae was going after her. And that's when, I believe, yeah, that's when uh, Bianca Belair was coming up with her. And that's whenever uh, Candice LeRae did the reverse hurricane run, which is an awesome move. It looked like she spiked a run on top of her head with it. And while they're doing that, Io Shirai is climbing to the top of the cage. She has her back turned. And Io Shirai does this awesome moonsault as her finisher. So she's going to do a giant moonsault from off top of the cage. But she can't see because her back's to the, to the uh, ring. You know, a moonsault, you can't see what's going on. And so Candice pulls uh, Bianca in the way. So they're both taken out by the moonsault. While Rhea Ripley and uh, Shayna Baszler are wrestling. They're going at it. Rhea has two... Like uh, four chairs set up by each other. They're fighting and then uh, Kaylee Ray goes to jump off the top rope to attack Rhea. Rhea throws a trash can at her. Nails her. Big loud sound. So Kaylee's taken out. Shannon Baser gets a cure food to clutch. But Rhea Ripley's a big strong girl so she powers out of it. Okay, okay, yeah, this is what happened. So yeah, that's what happened. She powered out of it. She attacked. Then that's when Kayla Ray went to jump off the cage, and that's when uh, Rhea attacked her. Shayna Baszler gets the Kira Fluta clutch back on, but as she's getting it on, uh, so early in the match, they attempted to handcuff Rhea to the cage so they could beat her up, but so she still had one handcuff on as, and as she was, uh, as Shayna was going to put her in the Kira Fluta clutch, Rhea got the handcuff, handcuffed herself to uh, Shayna Baszler. She got out of the Kira Fluta clutch. She hit some stiff kicks to the chest. The last one uh, Shayna Baszler countered out of, she went to go hit a knee, but uh, she ducked under, uh, Rhea ducked under the knee, hooked her up for the pump handle uh, power bomb, which is her finisher, which is the riptide, and she hits her uh, hits her riptide right through two chairs on Shayna Baszler, so one, two, three, Rhea Ripley pins the NXT Women's Champion, Kaylee Ray and Rhea Ripley beat four hills, they beat the odds. Great match. Awesome match. Awesome storytelling. Rhea Ripley, huge star. She'll probably be Shayna Baszler's next challenger for the NXT Women's Championship. She should win it. Excuse me once again. I need to take a drink. Excuse me. Allergy season, you see. So I got a lot of phlegm building up in my nose. Let me pause it for a second. So yeah, that was a great match. So next we had Pete Dunn versus Damian Priest versus Killian Dane. So Killian Dane and Damian Priest haven't done a whole lot since they've been on since they've been on NXT since uh, Killian Dane's came back from the main roster and his run on Sanity. Damian Priest, a former Punishment Martinez, hasn't been too impressive. 
And then Pete Dunne, since they brought him over from NXT UK. Uh, so back in the day when he was NXT UK champion, he wasn't on all the time. He was on maybe once every couple of months. And he felt special because he was never around. So now he's on every week and he doesn't feel too too special anymore. So yeah, this is a triple threat match. The winner gets a title shot at Survivor Series the next night. This is a pretty decent match though. Um, Damian Priest at one point gave Pete Dunne a razor's edge onto a table. The table didn't break. And then at another point he gave Killian Dane, who's probably like 350 pounds, a, a razor's edge. Excuse me, sorry about that, I apologize. Pete Dunn is working over the fingers of Killian Dane earlier. A couple weeks ago he had broken Killian Dane's fingers. So every once in a while he'd go back to snapping them, trying to work those fingers over. And then uh, Killian Dane, he's a big fat guy who uses weight, do some senton, some... At one point, he had a one-winged angel, the Ulster Plantation, on Damian Priest, who's also a huge guy, like 6'6", 250, 240, something like that. Damian Priest hit his, uh, did a tope at one point onto uh, Killian Dane. And then uh, Pete Dunn followed up with a moonsault to the outside. There's a lot of cool stuff in this match. So the finish came when uh, Pete Dunn had a rear naked choke on Killian Dane. And to get him off, he went to go do a fat guy senton. But as he was doing it, he went to uh, he fell onto Damian Priest. So he's still a little groggy from the choke. So Pete Dunn kicks him out of the ring, pins Damian Priest, one, two, three. Pete Dunn gets a title shot the next night on uh, Survivor Series. So yeah, that was fine. Decent little match. The crowd didn't care too much just because uh, Pete Dunn, you know, he's not as special as he used to be. Killian Dane hasn't done a whole lot since he's been on NXT. Damian Priest hasn't done a whole lot either. And so, yeah, that was uh, pretty decent. Next, we had Finn Balor versus uh, Matt Riddle. So this match was pretty good. It started out with uh, Finn Balor working some headlocks, working some holds. Riddle would uh, pop out of him, make a comeback every once in a while, hit some chops, all that stuff. And Balor would take back, take control back. At one point, Matt Riddle hit his uh, bro to sleep, got some CM Punk chance. At another point, uh, Finn Balor... Hit the woo drop kick and tried to for the coup de gras, but he didn't get it. And so uh, the finish came whenever Riddle was going for his bro Derek. Uh, Finn Balor countered out of it. It is 1916 Brainbuster DDT. One, two, three. Finn Balor wins that. So yeah, another decent match. And now we're to the main event. Team Champa. Versus the Undisputed Arrow. So Team Champa was Tommaso Champa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dajakovic, Kevin Owens. Oops. Whoops. I apologize. You didn't hear that. A mystery mystery man. Against Undisputed Era of Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, and Kyle O'Reilly. So Undisputed Era come out. 
their great douchebag heels. You know, they got their little gang signs and their music. It's like their music is playing and then uh, they all go. At one point in their uh, theme song, there's a boom, which uh, the crowd all chants along to. They all do it too. And then uh, the baby faces first. It's uh, Keith Lee coming out to his great music with fans basking in his glory. Then you had Dominic Dajakovic where the fans were feasting in their eyes. And then Tommaso Ciampa came out in uh, camo pants, a hoodie, and uh, Casey Jones from the Ninja Turtles mask. And so he's coming down. He takes off his mask. He's got his face painted with camo. And he is pissed. He's ready to fight. He has his crutch out there. So uh, the first guy to get in there with him is a Roderick Strong. So they're going back and forth with chops. Tommaso Ciampa's kneeing him in the head. He's getting the better of it. After a while, Roderick Strong cuts him off a little bit. Next in is Kyle O'Reilly. So, or uh, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly. So Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong are working over. Tommaso Ciampa, Kyle O'Reilly doing some holds, doing some ground and pound, some MMA style ground and pound. Roderick Strong's breaking, trying to break Tommaso Ciampa's back. Doing some more chops, all kinds of stuff. So then next is Dominic Dijakovic. He comes in. He's tossing Roddy around. He's tossing Kyle O'Reilly around. He goes for Feast Your Eyes at one point on Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong gets out of it. He tries chopping him. It doesn't work, so uh, Dijakovic tosses him into the cage. Next is uh, Bobby Fish for the hillside. After after that happens, uh, they start working over Dijakovic. They start working over Chump and Dajakovic. At one point, Roddy says, uh, tells Dajakovic, he says, Feast your eyes, dork. Because Roddy is great. He's a great douchebag heel. So, uh, yeah, th- so they're all working. They're working over Tommaso Champ and Dominic Dajakovic. The, fa- cha- uh, the fans are chanting, Oh, bask in his glory to the tune of a uh, Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Because they want Big Keith Lee to come in. So uh, Big Keith Lee comes in. The fans are basking in his glory. He does his big grizzly magnum chop to to Roderick Strong, I believe. He's being big. He's, he's trying to powerbomb all the Undisputed Era guys, but they keep getting out. But Keith Lee's a big, strong guy. So he's tossing everybody around. After a while, Undisputed Era starts uh, getting the heat on the baby faces again. And then uh, Adam Cole is next. He's the last guy for Undisputed Era. And then he's, he brings about four or five tables into the ring. Something like that. And then he sets up a table uh, right outside the guardrail. So right before he gets in the ring... Uh, excuse me, one more second. Let me pause this for a second. Gotta, I'm getting interrupted. I'll be back. I apologize for the interruption. My dog wanted to go outside, and I needed to get some water. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, Adam Cole, was uh, he set up a table outside right by the guardrail, like uh, on the guardrail, as a matter of fact. So, as he's getting in the ring, Tommaso Ciampa shoves him off. Adam Cole goes through the table. Then Ciampa throws Adam Cole into the ring. And then uh, everything's going around. Then at one point, at one point, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, and Dominic Dajakovic are in one ring. Undisputed Era in the other ring. 
Ciampa, Keith Lee, and Dajakovic go into the next ring. They're having a scare down. They all start fighting. They're getting the best of Undisputed Era for a little while. Keith Lee goes to powerbomb Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish counters with a low blow. The fans hate that because they love Keith Lee. So then Undisputed Era starts beating up on the Dajakovic. They start beating up on Ciampa. They start beating up on Lee. Adam Cole's still down because, you know, he just went through a table. So the timer goes off for the last person for uh, Tommaso Ciampa's team. Just like that awkward silence, that's what it sounded like after the counter went down because there was no theme music. The Night of Nowhere from Monday Night Raw, Kevin Owens. With his old KO t-shirt, his old Kevin Owens uh, Titantron comes out. He's a house of fire. He's giving, uh, he had a pop-up powerbomb to Bobby Fish. He had a brain buster on the knee to Roderick Strong, I believe. He did another, oh, he did a sleeper suplex to Bobby Fish, I believe. Adam Cole looks at Kevin Owens. He holds up the Undisputed Era logo. Kevin Owens looks at him for a second, gives him a DX Crocs chop. Goes to kick him. Adam Cole catches it, goes to give Kevin Owens a super kick. Kevin Owens catches it, spins him around, gives him a big stunner. One, two, undisputed area. Break it up. So, yeah, there's all kinds of action going on at this point. At one point, uh, Adam Cole gives. So, uh, in between the two rings, they got a metal plate so no one sips in between. Uh, so no one falls in between the gap in between the two rings. Yeah, so there's a metal plate in between the two rings so no one falls in between. And at one point, Adam Cole goes to give Kevin Owens his uh, Panama Sunrise, which is a flipping pile driver, a Canadian destroyer, whatever you want to call it. They're having some trouble. Adam Cole's Kevin Owens isn't get, going all the way through. Hold on one second. My dog keeps bothering me. He's used to being asleep by now, and I'm still awake doing a podcast, so he keeps bothering me. So yeah, the... Uh, in between the rings, there's a metal plate. Adam Cole gives Kevin Owens his uh, Panama Sunrise. They're having a little bit of a struggle before they get it. It looks like Kevin Owens lands right on top of his head. That's what it looked like. At one point, Tommaso Ciampa gave Roderick Strong his Project Champa, the powerbomb on the knees. At another point, Keith Lee's on the top rope. He's going for a Spanish fly on Adam Cole. But uh, Roderick Strong cuts him off, gives him a big Olympic slam from the top rope onto Big Keith Lee. So that that was pretty impressive. After a while, Undisputed Era starts setting up tables. They're all fighting around. And then... uh. Adam Cole starts climbing up to get out of the ring. uh, Climbing up to get on top of the cage. Um, Undisputed Era are trying to give Keith or, uh, yeah, Keith Lee a double suplex through a table. But uh, Dominic Dajakovic cuts one of them off. He gives Roderick Strong a chokeslam through a table. Keith Lee gives Bobby Fish a super powerbomb through a table. And then uh, Kyle O'Reilly gets... Dominic Dajakovic in a triangle choke, but Dajakovic lays Kyle O'Reilly on the table, so Kevin Owens gives him a big, fat frog splash through a table. 
And so while they're all dead and buried and carnage is going around, Adam Cole and Tommaso Ciampa are on, are on top of the cage. They're fighting. Tommaso Ciampa gets a better of it. He picks him up on his shoulders. Sets him up for a big air raid crash. Jumps off from off, from on top of the cage. Gives him a giant air raid crash. Kills Adam Cole. One, two, three. Tommaso Ciampa pins Adam Cole. Pins the NXT champion. Team Ciampa wins. And the best thing about this is uh, Tommaso Ciampa's music that's playing. I'm going to play a little clip. This is Tommaso Ciampa's music. If it'll play. And so if you can't hear that, Tommaso Ciampa's music says no one will survive. So... That's playing while there's a bunch of dead bodies, which is very appropriate. The first guy up is Keith Lee. And let me tell you, their celebration was like, holy fuck, we lived. We didn't die. They weren't happy. They weren't, Well, they were happy, but they weren't jumping up and down. They, were, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, Kevin Owens, and Tommaso Champ all got up slowly. They all looked like they were dead. And then gave each other... Started giving each other group hugs because they lived while Undisputed Era was dead. Adam Cole is an insane man. A Just a couple months ago, he wrestled Johnny Gargano in a cage match and they did a giant jump off the cage just like this. Adam Cole is also working with a injured wrist. So, and then... On Wednesday, he had a ladder match with Dominic Djokovic. So Adam Cole is an insane man. He is the MVP of WWE in 2019. He is the MVP of this weekend. And the man deserves to be making at least uh, at least $250,000 a year. Because he has earned it. Yeah, Adam Cole. Baby. He is crazy. Yeah. So yeah, that was NXT TakeOver War Games. That was the best War Games show there's ever been. The uh, past two War Games matches haven't been too good. And these two blew both of those. Well, I wouldn't say too good. They, they, they didn't start out too good. These two were both great from start to finish. They both told really good stories. There was a lot of good action and all that. So yeah, I give this show a... Two thumbs up. Nothing was bad. Everything was good. I liked it all. So yeah, there's that. So uh, now we got Survivor Series. Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. I didn't get a chance to watch a pre-show, but I got the results right here. Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode won a tag team battle royale. So they... Got that point for SmackDown. Leo Rush, representing NXT, defeated Akira Tozawa and Kalisto for the Cruiserweight title. Akira Tozawa representing Raw, Kalisto representing SmackDown. 
The Viking Raiders, the Raw Tag Team Champions, defeated the New Day, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, and Undisputed Era. The NXT Tag Team Champions. Now on to the main card. So the first match was the Team NXT of Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Candice Ray, Io Shirai, and Tony Storm. Against Charlotte Flair of Team Raw, Natalia, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and Sarah Logan. Versus Team SmackDown with Team Captain Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. This did not start out okay. Um, standouts were Carmella is a very bad pro wrestler. Um... I'll say that first off. Um, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to this match, but uh, I'll just go through some quick eliminations. First eliminated was uh, Nikki Cross was eliminated by Bianca Belair after she gave her a 450 splash. Bianca Belair then eliminated Sarah Logan, I forget how, by pinfall. I think it was at this point that uh, Candice LeRae and Io Shirai were taking to the back because there was a big kerfuffle of a bunch of moves and stuff. So yeah, they were taken to the back for injuries, quote-unquote injuries. So yeah, so Carmella got pinned by Charlotte Flair after natural selection, I believe. Sasha Banks, no, uh, Kyrie Sane, I think, hit the big insane elbow. And then something else happened. I forget. And then Sasha Banks pinned Kyrie Sane. Asuka pinned Dana Brooke. And then uh, at this point, it was Asuka and Charlotte started uh, having a internal struggle. Asuka sprayed the green mist into Charlotte's face. Asuka walked out. Lacey Evans hit the woman's right. Pinned Charlotte. One, two, three. Charlotte's gone. And then Natalia pinned uh, Lacey Evans. And then uh, Natalia and Sasha Banks teamed up on Tony Storm. Natalia locked in the sharpshooter. Sasha Banks locked in the bank statement. So uh, she was gone. And then uh, they teamed up on Bianca Belair. Sasha Banks pinned Bianca. And then Sasha turned on Natalia because they were double teaming everybody. Then Sasha Banks pinned Natalia. And then this is where it got pretty good. It was uh, Rhea Ripley versus Sasha Banks. They were going back and forth. And then uh, Candice Ray, Io Shirai came back out. They distracted uh, Sasha Banks. Rhea Ripley hit the Riptide. One, two, three. Team NXT wins. That was okay. Got better towards the end. Next we had Roderick Strong, NXT North American Champion versus AJ Styles. Rawls United States Champion versus Shinsuke Nakamura. SmackDown's Intercontinental Champion. This is an okay match. Um, the fans weren't really into it. But yeah, this was uh, probably Roderick Strong's biggest match of his career. At this point on the biggest stage that he's ever been on. So yeah, this was a big moment for Roderick Strong. and He's earned it. He's been around since like, fuck, 2000. 
you know, he's been in the independence for a long time. He was in Ring of Honor. He was in PWG. So, yeah, this is a big moment for Roderick Strong, and he ended up winning after AJ Styles at the Phenomenal Forum with Nakamura. So, uh, Roderick Strong threw AJ Styles out and pinned Nakamura, so he won that. So, yeah, that was a okay match. Yeah, the fans weren't really into it, but, yeah, it was good. You know, AJ Styles is getting older. Shinsuke Nakamura is getting older, so those two have slowed down. Roderick Strong's as good as he's ever been. So, yeah, that was a good match. One, I give it one thumb up. Next, we had Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne. This is a good match. Um, they started out with some wrestling. Pete Dunne was trying to work on Adam Cole's uh, ribs because Adam Cole came out with his ribs tape from the night before after he died in the War Games match. Pete Dunne came out with his knee tape. So uh, the story of this match was Pete Dunne trying to attack Adam Cole's ribs. Adam Cole trying to attack Pete Dunne's uh knee at one point Pete Dunne hit his big uh, orange crush powerbomb for a near fall and then uh, these two fought to the outside of the ring they were fighting in the the uh, outside of the ring on the uh, I forget what you call it the hardest part of the ring is what they always call it and then uh, what the fuck do they call it Hold on one second, let me just Google this. Apron. Yeah, they, they were fighting on the apron of the ring. I'm sorry, once again, it's 1.45 a.m. whenever I'm recording this, so my mind's a little bit off. I'm ready for bed. I don't know why I decided to record this so late, but uh, yeah. So yeah, they were fighting on the apron. They're threatening with Death Valley drivers and power bombs and all kinds of stuff on the apron. Then uh, Adam Cole kicks Pete Dunne in his bad knee. Pete Dunne's bent down. And then that's when Adam Cole hits his uh, Panama Sunrise on the apron, which is insane. The fans are going nuts. And, uh, yeah, that's when the match started. Went from uh, okay to great. So, yeah, they did a near uh, count out. Pete Dunne almost got counted out. He came in right at nine. They're going back and forth. Pete Dunne hits the bitter end for a near fall. Adam Cole kicks out. Adam Cole hit the last shot, his finisher for a near fall. They're going back and forth. This is a great match. And then uh, towards the end, Pete Dunne goes for another bitter end. Adam Cole somehow turns that into a Panama Sunrise in a really cool spot. Then he hits the last shot. One, two, three. Adam Cole retains his NXT title. Undisputed Era comes out to celebrate. This was uh, match of the night so far. Next, we had the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE cha- or WWE Universal Championship. So, uh, the thing I hate most about the Fiend is every single one of his matches now have this have to have this stupid red light throughout the arena, and it's super distracting. And so the match starts out. The Fiend's doing all his bullshit he's slowly working over dan o'brien slowly punching him slowly putting him in holds moving around slowly telling dan o'brien to give up i just, i'm not a fan of the fiend he's boring he hasn't changed up anything from when he was just regular bray wyatt the only difference is he put on a mask 
And he's also gained, he's, uh, whenever he came back as a fiend, he, he lost a lot of weight, but it looks like he's putting that weight back on. It doesn't help that, uh, he has real skinny legs, so it makes him look even fatter. But yeah, he moves really slow and it wasn't too very exciting until Daniel Bryan started making his comeback. He's hitting the yes kicks. But the Fiend's supposed to be a movie monster, so he gets up every time. Daniel Bryan's doing all of his awesome offense, and he hits his uh, finisher, the running knee. One, two, the Fiend kicks out. They're going back and forth a little bit. Daniel Bryan goes for another running knee, then the Fiend catches him in the mandible claw, and then uh, pins him for the win. Uh, I give it a thumbs in the middle. Slightly, slightly pointing up. This is uh, The Fiend's best match so far, which isn't saying a lot. And previously, in his previous incarnation as Bray Wyatt, his best match was against Daniel Bryan. So, yeah, Daniel Bryan is one of the best wrestlers in the world. One of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And he should have won. Well... I, I guess they want to try with The Fiend. I don't know. But yeah, like I said, thumbs in the middle, pointing slightly up at a 90-degree angle, we'll say. Yeah, thumbs at a 90-degree angle. Next, we had Team SmackDown of Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, and Mustafa Ali and Shorty G against Team Raw with Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet versus Team NXT, which is Tommaso Ciampa, Damian Priest, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, and Big Van Walter, who was super popular in the show. Before the match even began, the the fans are chanting, Walter, Walter, because he's an awesome guy. He tags in, he's... In there with uh, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman. He's ch- him and Drew McIntyre have an awesome exchange where they're just chopping each other really hard. They're ch- they're bruising each other up, pretty good. He's in there with Braun Strowman. He's getting the best of Braun Strowman. Then out of nowhere, Drew McIntyre hits him with the Claymore kick and pins him, which the fans booed. And that was the story of this match. Um, they would eliminate all the most popular guys first. So yeah, that happened. Smasa Champa comes in. He's wrestling around with uh, uh, no, Matt Riddle comes in next. Matt Riddle's uh, Matt Riddle is in. Shorty G tags in from Braun Strowman. So Matt Riddle and Shorty G are doing some awesome uh, chain wrestling, some awesome amateur wrestling. And then Kevin Owens tags in for Team Raw. Um, Matt Riddle and uh, Shorty G are both down. Kevin Owens is looking at him. He gives Shorty G a big frog flash. One, two, three. Shorty G's out. Matt Riddle tags in Tommaso Ciampa. I forget who comes in for SmackDown next. Um, I think it was... It was somebody I don't remember. I'll remember here in a minute. But yeah, so there's some more action. Tommaso Ciampa next eliminates Kevin Owens with the draping DDT. So Kevin Owens is out. Next is... Uh, Damien Priest comes in. He starts kicking Braun Strowman. Randy Orton tags in for Team Raw. Um, Randy Orton then hits an RKO on Damien Priest and pins him. And then uh, Randy Orton is distracted. Matt Riddle rolls up Randy Orton. 
and because Randy Orton's a sore loser, he gives Matt Riddle the RKO, and then Baron, Cor- Baron Corbin comes in, pins Matt Riddle one two three, and then uh, Braun Strowman tags in for team tags in from uh, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre tags in, and then at this point, everyone's outside the ring. Braun Strowman does his big run around the ring. He's uh, tackling everybody. He does it again. He's tackling everybody until he runs into Keith Lee. Keith Lee knocks him on his feet or knocks him on his ass. Keith Lee gets back in the ring. Drew McIntyre out of nowhere hits another Claymore kick on Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman's out. So, uh, yeah, Braun Strowman was eliminated because he was counted out. Next in is Ricochet. Ricochet gets hit with the end of days by King Corbin. Ricochet's out. Mustafa Ali then tags in. He's working with Seth Rollins, Baron Corbin for some reason. Gets mad at Ali. Ali goes back to get in the ring. Ali's the next most wealthy guy because he's in his hometown of Chicago. Then he gets curb stomped by Seth Rollins. One, two, three. Mustafa Ali's out. The fans hated that. And then uh, Roman Reigns comes in. He spears Drew McIntyre. One, two, three. Drew McIntyre's out. And then uh, King Corbin tags in at this point. And then him and Roman Reigns are going back and forth because more internal dissension. Roman Reigns hits a Superman punch. He then hit, then he spears King Corbin. Tommaso Ciampa takes advantage of that, pins King Corbin. They start teaming up on a, and then so it's Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins are left for there. Team Raw and Team SmackDown. They start teaming up on Tommaso Ciampa and Keith Lee. They try to powerbomb Tommaso Ciampa through a table. That doesn't happen. And then uh, Seth Rollins hits Tommaso Ciampa with the curb stomp. One, two, three. Now it's down to the last guy. It's Keith Lee, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns. They try to double-team Keith Lee, but he gets a better of those two. He hits a big double cross, uh, springboard crossbody on both guys. Seth Rollins goes hits a frog splash. One, two. Keith Lee kicks out. Afterwards, uh, he starts setting up for the curb stomp. Keith Lee catches him, hits him with the Big Bang Catastrophe. One, two, three. It's down to Big Keith Lee and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns hits two Superman punches for a close near fall. He goes for a spear. Keith Lee hits him with a big spirit bomb. One, two. Roman Reigns kicks out. Another huge near fall. Keith Lee goes up for a moonsault. Misses. Roman Reigns hits a big spear. One, two, three. Roman Reigns wins. Keith Lee is made to look like a big star. He's He was in there with the two uh, top guys on Raw and SmackDown and Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. He pins Seth Rollins. Roman Reigns gives him the big fist bump afterwards. Keith Lee, big star. It should be Keith Lee versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Keith Lee versus The Fiend at WrestleMania. Keith Lee is awesome. So yeah, that was a, I'll give that a thumb and a half up, I'll say, for that match. Next, we had Paul Heyman versus Rey Mysterio for the WWE Championship in a no-holds-barred match. This was a really good match. Well, spectacle, I don't know what you would call it. So, uh, Brock Lesnar is like 6'3", 280 pounds. Rey Mysterio is like 5'3", 160 pounds. So Brock Lesnar is literally a foot taller, literally 120 pounds heavier. 
probably even more. So this m matches uh so uh, the story of this match is uh, Rey Mysterio is trying to get his pipe, this lead pipe, to attack Brock Lesnar because that's what he did a couple weeks ago to take him out. But Brock Lesnar is just beating the heck out of him. He's giving him suplexes. Rey Mysterio gets his pipe. Oh, well, uh, it's it starts out so Rey gets his pipe. Brock goes to the outside. Rey goes to the outside. Brock lures him back in. He cuts him off. He starts hitting suplexes. He's trying to kick Ray's pipe back at him. He says, come on, buddy, get your pipe. But Ray can't get to it. At one point, Brock Lesnar gives him a German suplex on top of the lead pipe. I don't think he was meant to land on it. He uh, takes him to the outside. He tries to ram him to the turnbuckle on the outside. Ray counters it. He almost gets his pipe, but Brock Lesnar cuts him off with some more German suplexes. He's beating up Ray pretty badly. A Dominic... Ray's, Ray Mysterio's son comes out with the white towel. He's going to throw the towel in. But Brock, Len Brock Lesnar is a giant dickhead. He catches Dominic. He, he grabs a towel. He throws it out of the ring. He's about to kill Dominic. When Ray Mysterio gives him a huge low blow. Right to the balls. Brock Lesnar is selling. And then Dominic with an even bigger shot at the balls. Brock Lesnar's in trouble now. Ray gets his pipe. He's wailing on wailing on Lesnar with his pipe. Dominic comes in with a chair. He's beating the shit out of Lesnar with a chair. Lesnar is draped across the ropes. They do a father and son 619. Dominic hits a big frog splash. Ray hits a big frog splash. They dogpile on Brock Lesnar. One, two, it's not enough. Brock Lesnar kicks out. Dominic goes back to the ropes. He's going to hit a moonsault or something. Brock Lesnar catches him. It's a giant German suplex. Ray Mysterio jumps off the rope. Brock catches him in a F5 position gives him F5. 1, 2, 3. Brock Lesnar retains the title. This is a really good match. Uh, I, I like this match. I enjoyed the father and son moment Rey Mysterio and Dominic had. I give this two thumbs up. I don't know where Brock goes from here. Like I said, if it was up to me, it would be Big Keith Lee. Keith Lee would win the Royal Rumble and then beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. But I'm not too sure what's going to happen after that. Then we have the main event. Shannon Baszler, NXT Women's Champion versus Becky Lynch, Raw Women's Champion versus Bayley, SmackDown Women's Champion. I was done at this point. I didn't pay too much attention. This was pretty boring. And Shayna Baszler made Be uh, Bayley tap out with a cure food to clutch. Shayna Baszler wins, but then Becky attacks Shayna after the match. They're probably setting up for a big match between Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch at WrestleMania or something. I don't know. But yeah, that was a show. I give it one thumb up for the Adam Cole match, the Roderick Strong match, the Team NXT versus Team Raw Team SmackDown men's match, and then uh, Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I give it one thumb up. So yeah, that was a Survivor Series. Let's see... I've been going kind of long, so I was going to talk some anime, but I've been talking for uh, kind of a long time, so my voice is getting tired, so let's see, MMA, MMA news, we got UFC 245 coming up in about two weeks, 
two weeks or so. We got Kamaru Usman versus Colby Covington for the welterweight title. We got Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky for the featherweight title. We got Amanda Nunez versus Jermaine Durandamy for the bantamweight women's bantamweight title. We got Marlon Moraes versus Jose Aldo in his bantamweight debut. And then we got Peter Yan versus Uriah Faber. That should be a decent show. Um, predictions. Let's see. I'm going to go uh, Usman. Usman's going to retain the title over Covington. I can't bet against Max Holloway. So, yeah, I'll go Holloway. Always going to retain the featherweight title. Um, I think Amanda Nunez beats Jermaine Durandamy. I think Jermaine Durandamy is a way better striker, but I think Amanda Nunez is just like a on that whole other level right now. So, yeah, I think Amanda Nunez takes that. Let's see, Marlon Moraes versus Jose Aldo. Um, you know, I'm going to go Marlon Moraes. Yeah, I'm going to go Marlon Moraes. I think he takes it. I, I I I don't think Jose Aldo Jose Aldo has struggled to make for the weight at times, so I don't know if this is gonna be a good weight change for him. We'll see. And then Hmm. You know, I'm I can't bet bet against Faber. But I don't know. I think Faber takes it. I think Faber beats Peter Yen. So yeah, that should be a good one. Um any other MMA news? That's right. Conor McGregor versus Donald Cerrone is official for UFC 246. They will be the headline fight, so that should be a good fight, I think. Uh, now, predictions for that fight, I think. Cerrone slowed down a bit, but uh, McGregor didn't look too good against Khabib. Cerrone's been fighting nothing but top guys. His whole career, so this should be a good fight. I don't know who's gonna win, but yeah, that should be a good fight. Um, let's see anything else I want to talk about? Hold on one second. Anime. I'm gonna watch some more Doctor Stone. I'll talk about that later. I'm gonna watch some more uh, Hero Academia. I'll talk about that after I watch a new episode. I'll, I'll start doing recaps and mini reviews of that. Mini reviews of Dr. Stone as I watch it. I started reading uh, the Demon Slayer manga. It's uh, reading the manga early on. Uh, the early episodes of Demon Slayer were pretty slow paced. It took a while to get it started. But the uh, reading the manga fixes that issue. So my one issue I had with Demon Slayer where early on was the uh, pacing. But yeah, reading in the manga, the pacing's not as bad. Um, let's see, anything else? Uh, video games. I haven't played any video games recently. A whole lot lately. Um, so yeah, I think we'll call that for today's podcast. Let me go ahead and plug my social media. Once again, you can follow me at Twitter at MagnumThunderVR. Once again, that's at Magnum Thunder VR on Twitter. Instagram at Magnum underscore Thunder. That's Magnum underscore Thunder on Instagram. 
And then uh, subscribe to me on YouTube at Dash Revolver on YouTube. And yeah, we'll uh, call up through there. Once again, this has been your Caffeine Overdose. I'm Dash Revolver, signing off now. See you later. Bye.